ready for the weekend with Community Radio's premier sports show. Your new fix of Friday night sport. Welcome to the bench. Well, it's now five minutes to seven. Yes, the events of Old Trafford are taking the attention of a lot of people in this country, and so they should after the uh, incredible finish that will live in the memories of those who watched it uh, at Headingley a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's been a testament to Australia that they have recovered from the devastation of that defeat at Leeds to be in a position once again of strength after two days of this fourth test match. England start in an hour at 1 for 23, chasing 8 declared for 497. And Stephen Smith once again with a double century. To discuss that, we normally speak with Nathan Smith, the Northern District Rangers captain, but... He's on a sabbatical overseas, a last-minute sabbatical that he's getting in in Japan before the start of the season. So it's only fair we call upon the man who was our cricket uh, friend, correspondent from the Rangers before, Nathan Smith, former club captain. Um, I understand he had retired from the game or was taking a sabbatical, but... There's a birdie in the, in the wind that tells me that might not be the case. Clayton Waters, good evening to you. Uh, good evening, Tony, to your team and to the listeners. Yeah, looking forward to um, going around again, which should be a lot of fun. Well, that's okay. So you may as well <laughs> spill the beans now as to, um, you know, um, you've been coaxed. The arm has been twisted. Someone has begged, grovelled, um, got down on bended knee. Can you come back for one more season? Tell us more. Yeah, no, it's funny. It wasn't really like that, actually. I've always, um, you know, I'll be taking up the uh, the fourth grade captaincy this year at the Rangers, and it, it is something that I've um, I've always wanted to do. Um, I've played at, you know, first grade and second grade level, and, and mainly first grade the last year, and, and a lot of second grade throughout my career. And, you know, playing um, with the junior kids and the guys that are coming up the grades and hopefully imparting some sort of cricketing uh I suppose wisdom onto them and and winning a couple of games will is something I'm really looking forward to. So uh, it's going to be a, a big year, and I'm actually really really excited. So it's um, giving me a lot of pressure on myself to obviously do well, um, but I'm really looking forward to the challenge of um, particularly bringing up the youth of um, the future at Ndies. Ninety five years it has been since Northern District have won the fourth grade title, um, yeah. and they won it in its first couple of years of existence um, nearly a century ago. It's been a heck of a long time between drinks. It's been very much seen as a development grade for a lot of those 95 years, a lot of kids coming through. But I suppose with your appointment as captain, they want to win it as much as develop. Yeah, absolutely. And even, Tony, it, it actually we have never won the, uh, the fourth grade trophy. So it is going to be um, one of those challenges. And I'm really looking forward to that. And, it is something that is a little bit of a driving factor. But in saying that, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to just trying to play some really good cricket, um, not only myself, but um, be able to, you know, really promote the juniors that we have, um, particularly after such a successful Greenshield year, um, and see what we can do. Um, I think we'll we'll have a really strong side um, with a bunch of youth and then obviously a bunch of senior guys such as myself. and. I'm really looking forward to that challenge and, you know, I hope to be there around that April to end of March time period and we'll see what we can do and hopefully bring home the trophy for the first time. I think that will keep the uh, the committee and uh, President Hook very happy. Indeed. Uh, good evening to you, Mr Hook, if you're listening. <laughs> now, um, um, I, I do 
I do apologise. I thought they had won it, but they've never won it, so that's something they need to tick off. Look, in the past, um, it's always been noted uh, that it's been a development uh, uh, grade before this Green Shield champion side came through last year. Unbeaten champions. They won the state uh, competition as well. Look, a number of these kids are going to go higher than fourth grade. Let's not be uh, uh, backward in coming forward about that. But a, a bulk of those players are probably going to be under your tutelage for a lot of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, at least two or three of those guys, um, you know, won't, won't be playing with me. Um, but there will be a couple of, of those guys. And to be honest, I think I really see my role this year is to to move them out of my team um, and hopefully upwards into the threes, the twos and the ones direction. So um, if I can get them to play some good cricket, some consistent cricket and actually um, some adult cricket, some men's cricket, um, which is obviously very different to the junior cricket they're familiar with, I think that's really my main goal this year to sort of move them out of my grade and move them up and hopefully progress their career. Um, And similar to, you know, I had some fantastic leaders when I was coming through the ranks um, and, you know, they're guys that I look back on now and I'm still inspired by, which I will be for my captaincy this year, and I hope I can do somewhat the same thing. What about uh, yourself personally then? You did take a long sabbatical before you decided to have another go and you got the, the leave pass from, from, from partner, etc., etc., and all that that entails. Um, how are you seeing them? How, how's the, the practice been for yourself these last couple of weeks? Yeah, well, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, the stats tell it. I didn't really have a great year last year in, in first grade and second grade. But, you know, I'm just, I'm really actually excited to, to play a different um, a standard of cricket and obviously just really have um, a lot of fun, to be honest, is, is what I want. I want to find the love in, in cricket again, and that's what I think I'm going to do. And, you know, I, I've set a really high standard for myself this year. And if anyone thinks that, I'm just playing fourth grade to, to fill the time. I think they're going to get a very awkward surprise. So I'm going to be bringing you know, my A game and I'm going to be bringing my high-level cricket to that grade and it's going to be up to those guys who the other 10 guys in my team to, to come follow me. So I'm really looking forward to it. There'll be no you know, backward steps. There'll be no, oh, we're just playing fourth grade here. No, we're, we're out to win and we're out to win a comp. So I'm very excited. And you know, it's been a good pre-season. I think the boys are really pumped and... I'm looking forward to getting on the turf next tomorrow and seeing a couple of the boys. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited to um, to get out there and have a lot of fun. Will you be putting the gloves on? Uh, to be decided, but I don't think so. I think I'm going to let uh, make way for a couple of the juniors to come through. Um, and they're just some fantastic glovesmen. There's some really good glovesmen coming through our Green Shield side. And um, to be honest, I think I'd prefer for them to keep um, and I can focus on um, steering the boys around and, and batting up the order as well. Ah, so you've just answered my next question. Now, you've been batting in those higher grades, you know, it's five, six, seven, eight, but yeah. you would have to take uh, the bit between the teeth as captain and bat at, say, number three? Yeah, it'll either be three or four, Tony, I think. Um, still, we have to figure out, obviously, the team and, and the way the chemistry goes, but we'll just have to see, obviously, the balance between a veteran and a junior. I think that's quite key um, in the lower grades, particularly in the one-dayers and the like, so... But um, as I said, I'll be taking the onerous on myself to really um, steer that batting side and also in the field and, and bringing a high-level cricket um, to that because, you know, that's how I want to play and that's the way I do play. And I'm looking forward to hopefully changing a bit of a culture um, amongst those guys and, and really showing them how to play some high-level cricket. Speaking of leading, uh, a man who was captain of his side, much higher up uh, the order, 
is still leading the way. Stephen Smith, double century overnight, through the boos, through the catcalls, once again. He, he did have some chances that he gave the Englishman. He perhaps should have been dismissed on 118, but his record stands for itself, and we are watching right now something very, very special. Uh, there's, there's not many words you can really describe. Um, his performance is it, it, it's somewhat supernatural, and I, I was watching it last night, and it, it, it was just, uh, yeah, I can't really put words to it. It's absolutely phenomenal, and, you know, he had to answer his critics and people coming out and saying he won't be the same and that he won't be able to face the short ball again, but he, he just took everything in his he never He never looked like he was in trouble. Um, at, at one point, besides maybe you know when he when he right uh, wrongfully got out or played that bad shot, but after that he just absolutely just grinded them into the ground and he, he never looked like getting out. He he is just a phenomenal talent uh, and something that I don't know if we'll see again. Like it's just that brilliant and watching him bat um, is just yeah inspiring to say the least. You can trot out all the statistics you like, but the one that sticks out for me is this: he is now. Even though we haven't a lot of Test cricket this season, been a, this year, this calendar year being a World Cup year, dominated or dominated by the World Cup in the first half of the year, but Steve Smith is now Test cricket's leading run scorer worldwide mm. amongst all nations in 2019 after giving the rest of the field seven months start on the back of five innings. So sorry, four innings in three Test matches. Ridiculous! Like it's that's that in itself. And you think of the amazing players that are around the world, the the Coley's, the, the other players as well, who who just you know, and he's and he's ahead of them. Like it's just he is a phenomenal. He's someone that all young kids should be looking at, and you know, he places such a high value on his wicket. And if he can do that as as a person, as a batsman, no matter what grade you play, I think you're going to have the same sort of success, um, particularly out in the middle. So. If any, he is, he is ultimate role model with um, valuing your wicket and protecting the game. And you know, as it's a team sport, you know they're declared 487 purely off the back of him. And uh, after getting that one wicket tonight, I think his first hour is going to be crucial. Well, we'll come to that briefly in a moment. One last thing on Steve Smith: he's the quintessential example of doing things your own way. Um, yes, there's the MCC textbook, and and yes, there's the uh, forward defence where you've got the eye over the ball and the elbow up and play through the V-line and you've got to play straight. It's a side-on game and all that. But, look, Steve Smith has worked out his own way. He's worked out his own technique that works best for him, which is most effective for him. And he's proven in the most ultimate fashion that there is more than one way to skin a cat. Absolutely. If I could hit him as good as him, I'd, I'd bat like him too. But it's, <laughs> it's just, you know, he, he's just figured out his way. Um, he knows what he needs to do. He knows how he needs to set up. He knows where his hands need to be. And, and it's purely a practice and a, and a repetition theory that he's just gone with. And, you know, and, and hard work doesn't just, you know, those results don't just happen. You know, I think it's purely hard work. And it's, it's noted in the media that he's a bit of a stir-crazy man about cricket. And he practices probably harder than anybody. And it's absolutely no surprise then that he's the best in the world. So it, it's just unbelievable. And I think he's only going to get better and better as we go along. And just quietly, buried through all of this, Australia may have found a top-order batsman of the more conventional type, if not to go with him, but to certainly support him in Manus Labashan, 
I mean, against Steve Smith, no one, it's hard to compare, but Marta Slabashan has scored four fifties in four digs just quietly in this Ashes <laughs> series as well. Yeah, he's, isn't he? he's a really compact player, and I think he suits that top order quite nicely. And obviously, because he played a lot of country, uh, county cricket, sorry, and I think he was quite familiar with the juke ball and the conditions over there. And it's put him in real stead, and I, I, I appreciate the selectors obviously going, you know, he scored a lot of runs, but let's put him in the side. And, you know, he had his chance to, to have a, a spot, and he scored some runs, and, and therefore he stayed and, and pushed Usman Kalaja out. So... You know, I think credit to him, and hopefully we'll see him continue to score and, and turn those 50s into hundreds, if not big hundreds, and um, see where he lands in the um, the returns um, series in Australia this year. Indeed. All right, well, we come to tonight. England start one for 23. I'm sure there's going to be something in the back of everyone's mind when eventually Ben Stokes strides out to the middle at some point. Um, there's going to be so much relied upon this now, back to the old firm Australian attack, the all New South Wales attack that uh, carried Australia through the Ashes series win here 18 months ago and through uh, uh, a lot of uh, their move towards the top four on the international test rankings. Mitch Stark didn't only bowl two overs with the new ball before he got hooked because he was spraying the radar all over the place. He's going to have to be someone with his variety and his variation to step up. Absolutely, and to be honest, I think this is the right attack. You know, this is probably the attack I would have picked in in game one. Um, but I, it's going to be really interesting, particularly to see how Stark bowls. And I think the way Payne's going to him tonight, I think it will be in short bursts of maybe three, four overs here and there, and then have the reliable Cummins and Hazelwood, and obviously ND's own Nathan Lyon just to, to come in and work away at the other end. I think if we can get a few wickets early on. Um, it's going to be game on, and I'd, I'd love to see what happens. And we know how good Mitchell Stark is at the death, and I know he copped a bit of criticism about, you know, he only gets wickets out at the end, but, hey, someone's got to get him. So him at the death facing those guys, I think, is going to be really important. So it'll be interesting to see, but I think this hour is going to be really telling. And Ben Stokes, obviously, you know, that, that innings was probably one of the greatest things I've ever watched in, in cricket, and I couldn't sleep afterwards. It was just that brilliant. But, you know, he's got another point to prove, and I think if he can back it up again, we'll be in some trouble. But I reckon something might change, and I think we might be able to get him out tonight. Well, I think the other thing, too, is that he went off the field um, with the bad right shoulder when he bowled. He only bowled just over 10 overs. A lot of people forget that, and I said this last week on this program, that Stokes's innings with the bat, I think, was only matched by that marathon effort with the ball on the second evening after England were bowled out for 67 when he bowled two hours straight, uh, 15 overs straight without a break, and consistently at 85 miles an hour, which is 145 clicks per hour plus, over after over. And maybe that's all just caught up with him. Jofra Archer was definitely out of sorts. He looks like a man that's peed off with his captain that doesn't want to be there. Uh, his attitude looks to be a little bit skew if if things don't go his way. So uh, maybe, maybe there are a few cracks again. And you've got to ask the question. People have been asking Steve Smith whether how many times he can go back to the well. It seems endless. But with Ben Stokes, how many times can he go back to the well, given that he's showing signs of fatigue with the body? Yeah, it will be interesting one. Obviously, when he went off last night, was a terrible, terrible sign for England. And- uh, there's absolutely no doubt he's their best player on their side by far. Um, if you look at just the, 
genuine potential and talent that he has as a player. He is their best player. So I suppose as an Aussie, I was pretty happy when he walked off the field <laughs> um, last night. But you know, it will be interesting to see how he is um, with the bat and how much it's affected him. But I don't know, Ben Stokes, he just seems to be that clutch type player. He did it in the World Cup. He did it, um, you know, when they needed, you know, 60, 70 runs with only one wicket in hand. And I think he's just one of those, just, just absolutely loves those moments and, and takes it on. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight and, and how it all unfolds. But you make the point about Mitchell Stark. It probably would have been handy to have Mitchell Stark bowling at Jack Leach or a couple of other of those tail enders towards the end at uh, Headingley. Uh, finally, um, just one last thing. Nathan Lyon, he was taken to towards... Uh, the end of that uh, match at Headingley, um, the fumbled run out at the end. He only had, he had 10 runs taken from his first over by Rory Burns towards Stumps last night. But there is something in the wicket. There is some purchase for him. And if ever a man can bowl Australia to victory with some wicket-giving assistance, as was the case at Edgbaston, it is probably in line again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... I don't think there's ever not been a spinner that hasn't been taken to at some point. You know, they're, they're, that's the way I think batsmen play spinners now. It's sort of, they don't let them get on top. They don't let them bowl maidens and, and they go after them. And that's, you know, due to the game that, that's evolved that they've got that ability to do that. So, you know, Jack Leach turned a few balls, particularly a couple to Smith um, last night, who I think out of anybody probably troubled Smith the most was the spinner. So... And I would argue that Nathan Lyons a much better off spinner than, than Leach. So it would be very interesting to see um, what he can get from the wicket. And I think with him and Pat Cummins or Hazelwood bowling in tandem um, will just be that real pressure um, situation. And uh, particularly around that lower order, it will be interesting to see how he goes. But I think he'll put him down for a couple of wickets tonight. I think he'll be a big part of um, us bowling him out in the first thing, that's for sure. Two more things. If Australia do manage to bowl... England out for under 296 and you're Tim Payne Mm-mm. do you, inf- uh, you Alex has already answered that question she's shaking the head vigorously do you enforce the follow on yes I'm, or no uh, well I'm going to have to agree I think I'd go out and bat um, because I think you know that they've got a bat on at last um, you've got the world's best off spinner you've got a day four five pitch um, which could do absolutely anything you know, I think the way Smith is hitting them, and, and nearly in the sense that I would let Warner just go out there and have a bit of a free license and just say, look, mate, there's no pressure. Just go out there and try and hit the ball as hard as you can. Um, that, that's what I'd be doing. I and mean, even if they get 200, 250, you know, that's a 450 um, run lead. It, it just makes it a totally different game, and, and you'd only have to bat for... No, maybe a day or, or three quarters of a day to do such a thing. So England did oh, chase down 360 exactly. at Headingley, though. Yeah. I know, I know, and that's probably going to be playing in their minds. But I, I think batting fourth on, on this deck, with which is already turning, which is already seeing a little bit of demon, um, I think will be the, the, the theory and the statistics that I'll go with. Craig Overton. Very interesting yeah. choice by England. A trundler who just... Bowls at a good, decent line and length, but not at a great pace. The Australian Steve Siddle. <laughs> or Peter Siddle, perhaps. <laughs> Peter Siddle, sorry, doesn't Maybe. It? But where's Jimmy Anderson in all this? Is this yeah. a message that Jimmy Anderson has reached the end of the road? He did bowl some overs in second 11 cricket before the third test. Yeah, I'm not convinced he's fit. I, I think if, if he 
he's fit. He's in the side every day of the week. He swings them both ways. He swings them miles. He bowls. If he's fit, he's in that side. Absolutely no doubt about it. So I just don't think he's fit. And you know, Overton, I was a bit surprised with. I thought they'd bring in maybe even Tom Curran or someone who you know bowls really aggressive and has really heavy balls and probably bat. You know, you're eight nine and, and actually can bat quite well. Um, I was a bit surprised with that, but. You know, it, it is what it is. I think they've got a couple of overs out of him, but I think they are expecting Archer to have more of an impact and, and not go none for 90. Mm-hmm. So if he, he's had more of an impact, I think Overton would have been able to play a very different role. But, yeah, I was a bit surprised by that, and I think Blokes was pretty hard done by too, to be honest. I was just going to say, if you're going to play uh, you know, Overton, well, you've got Wokes there who bowls at a quicker clip and can do just as much with the ball, and... OK, can offer more with the bat than Overton. OK, Overton's coming as the night watchman and he has got some lower-order runs in county cricket, but it's a completely different uh, kettle of fish, yes. Jimmy Anderson, I'm not sure where exactly he's at because Stuart Broad does miss his old sparring partner at the other end. There's no doubt about that. Should be some in- intriguing stuff again. We're only about 45 minutes away. There is rain in the forecast for day three. That may have some bearing on how this match is played, but it is Australia's once again to lose control of, and surely they won't make the same mistakes and freeze as they did in the closing stages at Headingley. It's great to speak with you again, Clayton. Good luck for this season. Nathan's will be back next week with uh, uh, a preview and a review of the fifth and final test at the over, which will be underway by then. And hopefully this time I'm not going to say anything because the last two occasions I've called things, they've gone the other ways. I'm going to shut my mouth. Please do. And <laughs> I'm going to shut my mouth and make no predictions. That's enough from you, Alex. Um, there's enough, no more predictions from me. Let's hope for some good cricket and that the right team wins uh, the series at the end of the day. Good luck this summer. We'll catch up soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Look forward to seeing you down at Mark Taylor um, on the Sundays during the season. Thanks again. We uh, look forward to that. Clayton Waters, a great friend of ours, the new Northern District's fourth-grade captain.